afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have gone into steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the iLive Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary, from Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. This is The Fetch, and you are indeed listening to Inside the iLive Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, October the 21st, 2021. Hey, we did. We had a couple twenty ones there. Uh, maybe we should be in Vegas. Who knows? Anyways, uh, October twenty first, twenty twenty one. A good Thursday afternoon, too early evening. A lot of you listening out there in the United States and Canada, and a good late Friday, actually late Thursday evening, to early Friday morning to a lot of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and Micro FM broadcasting outlets. May I'll be well with you and yours. It's a Summer has finally broke here in Riyadh, which is a good thing. It's been a long, hot summer, but today's high only hit uh, 91 degrees under sunny and breezy skies. The evening, of course, has been heading down uh, pretty quickly down into the low 80s. And then from there, uh, really a nice, nice evening. We're sitting now at about 72 degrees at just after 1 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to be going down to an overnight low of 68 degrees in the hour before sunrise, so it's uh, obviously a very, very nice evening. The house is still warm, though. I don't know why. It feels like an oven. But uh, hopefully soon, things are going to start to cool off, and we're going to get into a very nice uh, autumn season as we now head into the winter months. But at least finally, finally, autumn has arrived here in in Saudi Arabia. Excuse me, I got the sniffles. Anyways, uh, just a nice day here, everybody. So hope you're having a nice uh, fall season wherever you're at. We're finally joining the party here in Riyadh, and that's a good thing. And that's about the time they kick off what is known as Riyadh Seasons here in Riyadh. It's uh, headed up by the General Entertainment Authority, and they launched Riyadh Seasons yesterday, October the 20th, to a pretty an astounding crowd after a very long pandemic-ridden, I guess, uh, I don't know, Mass psychosis, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, you heard last week where the pandemic, I don't know, the restrictions were finally going to be relieved a bit on uh, the 16th of this month, no, 17th, this Sunday. And, of course, that was all done to time with uh, the opening of Riyadh Seasons, which was yesterday. It opened up to a crowd of an estimated 750,000 people in the boulevard of Riyadh City. I think it's, I don't know where that is exactly, to be honest with you. But that's according to Saudi Press Agency. 750,000 people came out yesterday for the opening of this thing. 
The This year it was opened again by Turkey Al-Sheikh. He's the chairman of the General Authority for Entertainment, or General Entertainment Authority, actually. And uh, this year's slogan, Just Imagine More, the first year was Just Imagine. Now it's Just Imagine More. And it started off last night with a drone show. 2,760 drones took to the air. And you had all kinds of different parades and extravaganzas. And quite frankly, uh, if it weren't for the pandemic, it would be an amazing place for international travelers to come in and really see the difference between what Saudi was like, let's say, in 2006, 2007, and where the country has come today. It was really quite an amazing uh, display. The only problem is, is that it's not open to the general public per se. Uh, it's open to those participating in the ongoing Pfizer medical experiment. If you don't have two jabs, as they say, um, you're basically not welcome. So right now, if you're participating in the Pfizer medical experiment, okay, uh, might be a good time to see about coming in. The airports, I understand, are now going to be operating at full occup- occu- what full occupancy, uh, which is uh, probably good. So everybody, if you're participating in the uh, Pfizer thing, welcome anywhere in the world almost. So the world looks like it's going to start to open up really over the next couple months is my guess for all those participating in the Pfizer medical experimentation. And uh, certainly here it's going to be opening up for those who are participating in the Pfizer experimentation. And that's where we're at today. So basically healthy people still are not really wanted. Healthy people are being isolated and shunned and pushed aside. And essentially, the global elites are banking on everybody dreaming like, please let me into your event so I can go get double jabbed. And certainly, as you all know, wherever you are, there are enough people out there that rushed out to become a part of this medical experiment. Uh, Saudi has basically mandated the medical experiment. Uh, They're a country that is 100% behind the medical experimentation of their people in the name of, quote-unquote, fighting a coronavirus. You know, uh, it's a little bit insane, but it is what it is. So that's kind of what's happening here in Riyadh, kind of get you up to date. If you are fully participating uh, maybe the next couple weeks are going to be really a couple months are going to be a place you can try to sneak in and enjoy some of what Riyadh season has to offer. Uh, quite frankly, last night it looked pretty dazzling, pretty spectacular as far as the entertainment value goes. Uh, honestly, when you look at the pictures and the fireworks and the parade and the, the lit up streets and the crowds, it looks fantastic, but you must be basically a participant in the Pfizer medical experiment, and obviously that's something I'm not going to be doing or supporting. So obviously I'm not going to be able to enjoy any of Riyadh seasons this year. So that's just the way it goes. Of course, it's being pushed to the expat community, which has, you know, a fairly large number here still, probably in the three, four, five million people still. So it was uh, quite an opening ceremony here last night. But uh, most of us are not interested Frankly, in the dog and pony shows, in the breads and circuses, we are more interested in the freedom of the people, how to break people free from what is an absolutely nightmarish totalitarian future. And, of course, we're talking about the encroaching, not really encroaching, the the ongoing biomedical terrorist state that pretty much has control over every single country on this planet. 
And of note, you know, we see people in America walking out of their jobs. Uh, good for that. I heard General Electric had some 750 people uh, standing out, standing down the other day or maybe even today just walking off and protesting. So it looks like, again, the pushback has come. Now, countries like Saudi Arabia, which are very authoritarian and let's just say technocratically proficient, it's going to be like this for a very long time. They are, I doubt very seriously whether COVID per se will ever be beaten because the whole goal was never COVID. The whole goal, let's be honest, was the implementation of this new totalitarian biomedical police state. And that's where we're at today. So other countries, of course, we have much more pushback, and that's a good thing. Italy, France, UK, the United States, uh, various portions of the United States, Australia, New Zealand has murmurs of some pushback. Uh, places like Japan have become uh, rational, and they have begun to use ivermectin and other alternative treatments, and their caseloads have fallen right off the cliff along with that, and they're already opening up their countries without all of this medical totalitarianism. And in the case of the Philippines, which remains, of course, an interest here, there has been some news just this week. It's a company called, it came out of a channel called Jissing Maharlika TV, and I've known about this for quite some time. Uh, there is a group, uh, really a coalition of groups in the Philippines that have been pretty much working quietly in the background the Philippines is really one of the most dystopian, nightmarish countries going. And the reason I say that is because the, the media coverage is still back there in the deepest, darkest ages of COVID, let's say uh, 18 months ago, 16, 17 months ago. It's all about the cases and the, the hospitals. And the, of course, nowadays, the hospitals are probably full with all the people they've went out and vaccinated. But nonetheless, it was just, I watched the news. I went out to dinner the other day and watched the news uh, in a Philippine restaurant. And it was just nonstop, just COVID, COVID, COVID. It was absolutely, this. it really is abuse. You know what I mean? It's it's the, the media is abusing the population. And that's really where we are at today. It was all brought about by mind war. You know, this idea of the media abusing the population, the media abusing the the consumers of the product. And really full display on the Philippines. But what we've known for quite some time is there has been a coalition of multiple, multiple, multiple groups working behind the scenes to begin collecting evidence, to begin to look at ways in which to really turn back the page in the Philippines. Now, mind you, what we've witnessed here on the planet is a global takeover by a global force. It is largely benefiting Jewish groups. I mean, this is a Jewish New World Order. You know, the idea that every single healthy person is supposed to subject themselves to an experimental jab a poisoning by a Jewish company like Pfizer or Moderna or let's say J&J and you want throw in AstraZeneca. I mean, that's four companies, guys. The idea that four companies across the entire planet are supposed to control the entire health biomedical industry 
is absurd. But that's where we're at today. If you don't, if you want to do anything in a, in a lot of countries, you must become basically a subject to an experiment. And the idea behind that is the most ludicrous, insane proposition. It is so evil on the face of it. And most people, like we witnessed here in Riyadh seasons here tonight or yesterday, they don't really grasp what is happening. You know, what's going down the pipeline? What they don't even here. We don't have the massive deaths that you have in America that you have in, let's say, uh, the Philippines for sure. I know they've got a lot, a lot of deaths, uh, in Canada, uh, really around the world. I don't know how they've escaped it, quite frankly. I honestly don't know how, but they don't have the same problems here. But I tell you, the idea, regardless, that nobody can do anything in this world without first becoming a medical subject, an experiment in some macabre experiment that basically benefits Jewish companies to the tune of some estimated $90 billion next year is just plain ludicrous. And so you look at various countries and the pushback is coming in many different ways. In the Philippines, it's been behind really the scenes, you know, behind the scenes, a lot of collecting evidence and things like that. And and a statement come out, and I'm not exactly sure who it is, but it was called uh, just yesterday came out a thing called Jising Maharlika TV. And it says an open letter to Filipinos and freedom fighters around the world. And I'll read some of it here. Dear all, you've been, <clears throat> many of you have been contacting, ask us when it will happen. Now it is happening today. It is happening. It has been a long journey, more than 17 months towards the truth. Now that we have overwhelming scientific evidence, we are using this truth to set us all free. We have filed the cease and desist come notice of liability document with the office of the president of the philippines and other top officials of the country now what's interesting i'll read a little bit more about this but what they're doing in the philippines is you know the filipino people are really good people and uh, you know you probably know many of them if you're in los angeles or something like that you probably know a few of them it's hard to escape them a lot of them out there a lot of expats around the world kind of like every you know like us irish we're around the world too right but here's the thing is that the Filipino people, they fought off the Spanish for hundreds of years. And then they fought off the Americans for about 40, 45 years. Then they had a really dark period where they fought off even the Japanese for, I think, four years. So the Philippine people are, and they have a long history of fighting. And like many people around the world, that fighting spirit, has been tamed, it's been tempered, it's not like it was, let's say, 40, 50 years ago. And in fact, if you look at America, going back even a 100 years, you know, you you had to mind your P's and Q's because it was a still a rough and tumble world out there. So these people have been fighting a long time. And statements came out recently that we're going to essentially use the courts to try to finish this. But if the courts prove to be corrupt... We're going to take things into our own hands. We're not going to allow globalists, a couple Jewish companies, with their bought and paid for traders inside of the country, to essentially continue an onslaught mass murder of the Filipino people. And that's what's ongoing right now. It's actually terrible. Some of the pages out there where they track the deaths of Filipinos, uh, you can go to various Google, not Google websites, but Google, what do you call that, uh, 
uh, I don't know what you even call it. I'm not a Google user. But uh, Google, I guess, has some service where people can post uh, and update files. Google, I don't even know the service. Sorry, Google, I don't uh, I don't trust you. But nonetheless, it's out there. Somebody gave me the link, and I, I read it. And just it's death after death after death and, and damage. And it's really, quite frankly, very sad. It's kind of what we have going on in America, if you remember K. XYZ up in the Wisconsin area put out this call for tell us about your unvaxxed people and who's died and then they got like 200 plus thousand 200 plus thousand comments on their Facebook page about people who they know who have died from the vaccine been damaged for the vaccine etc well this is about the same thing going on inside the Philippines so they understand what's going on this this group many 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 groups working under various uh, channels and then falling into a, a larger umbrella group now are trying to take the fight now back to their government. It says here, with the official barcode of the office of the president signifying receipt of the notice, everything is now official. God willing, the entire scamdemic will be over. We will do whatever it takes to end this fraudulent nightmare being imposed upon millions of Filipinos. Says here, we want to inform freedom fighters all over the world of this good news. We have now activated the Philippine theater of the global war to enslave and kill humanity. There are hundreds of thousands of freedom fighters behind us. This document and its fate are all they are waiting to take back control of this country from the bloody and treasonous hands of people who pretend to be our leaders. We know that this is not about health. This is about control. So as you can tell, this type of language, apparently, you know what I mean? Because we don't know these groups personally, but we've known about this going on in the background for really months and months and months. We've kind of stayed quiet on it. it. Is really the culmination of 17 months again of pulling data, pulling research, and now going after the actual leadership. And that is what has to happen around the world. The Bill Gates of the world, the Tony Fauci's of the world, the health departments around the world, all of those mandating this absolute terror of having to give up your body to Pfizer, give up your body to governments in order to participate in a society is utter evil madness. It's insane. And of course, we're going to learn this. Over the next one year, two years, I can just see in Riyadh, you know, 750,000, all these vaccinated people are going to be out there mingling, mingling, mingling. And then after when this ends in December, they're going to, oh, my God, the cases are skyrocketing. And then the next thing you're going to know, they're going to shut down the country even more. I wouldn't it won't surprise me, guys. It won't surprise me. We'll just have to wait and see. But can you imagine? In our countries where we don't have the mandates, we have the football games, we have all this ongoing stuff, we don't have any of the risks that come with the COVID-19 quote-unquote death shot. We don't have these risks and we're doing fine. Other countries have gone full in and they've decided to mass euthanize or mass vaccinate, I think euthanize, vaccinate, I forget the word here. Uh, You guys tongue-in-cheek, okay? So... But nonetheless, that's what I mean. You guys get it. We either have major risk to populations because of mass inoculation with this Pfizer kill shot, or we have like in parts of America where it's completely open now, or let's say Sweden or Denmark. Well, Denmark's already pretty much inoculated. Good luck to them too. So we'll see now where this all goes down. 
the Philippines finally they brought something directly into the president, office of the president. We know for a fact that what's going on around the world today is a globalist, technocratic, artificial intelligence takeover of the planet. You can call it what you want. Quite frankly, I don't even care at this stage because we know who the enemies are. Health departments, Jewish groups, uh, the CDC, the FDA, the WHO. The, these are groups that are globalist groups that are out to absolutely control humanity. They want to sit there and have shots, your, your, you know, your COVID passes, your health passes, just so you can travel around. Basically, you got to come to Bill Gates. You got to come to Pfizer. You got to take a medical experimentation. Then they're going to let you travel. This is so utterly insane, folks. I don't even understand why people are even falling for it anymore. It's like, this is absolutely moron. It's actually moronic. You know what I mean? This is actually, the whole thing is one big moronic play based on some psychopathic group of medical terrorists, basically, looking to control the world. It's insane. It's utter, it's utter stupidity. Think about it. Oh, please, let me, I'm a healthy person. Let me, let me go take a vaccine for a coronavirus. And then it's dumb. It's absolutely stupid. Anyways, uh, back to the Philippines real quick. Just to close this one here, it says, uh, quoting here, we also want to express our solidarity and compassion with all those around the world who have sacrificed and are sacrificing with literal blood, sweat, and tears to dismantle totalitarianism in their respective countries. Your struggles are our struggles. Each one's efforts count. Each deed of courage reinforces deeds of resistance around the world. This is the true globalization of humanity, the collective defense of our spiritual essence against the darkest manipulators our planet has ever seen. Sounds pretty base to me, actually. Continuing, if we have to go down in this struggle, if we die, because we have always striven to unleash the highest morality and the best in humanity, then so be it. We would rather die fighting for freedom than survive and live inconsequential lives, cowering in fear. This is not our spiritual destiny. We can either succumb to the death shots and control structure that they have built with massive lies and fraud, or we can use the gravest of threats to awaken us to the next higher level of evolution as a human species. A lot depends on how we respond to the unbelievable tyranny they are imposing on us on a daily basis. And then it kind of closes from there, signed by Nicanor Perlas, COVID call for humanity. But uh, again, this is backed in the Philippines by many, 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 many groups working under an umbrella. So we are starting to see now pushback in that country. We've been waiting for it for really a couple months. Uh, We are suspecting that this is going to now go into the courts. And as I have already warned people, I said, look, this type of evil isn't going to be bothered, frankly, by some pesky little lawsuit. They're just not going to be bothered. It's not like you're going to file a lawsuit and this thing is over. These people are here to win, win at all costs, and it is a literal war. And that means that they are willing to kill, and they are killing people now. And that everybody has to be aware of, thinking in the long term. In other words, you can go ahead and work the lawful channels. And we recommend and encourage that, of course. 
However, just be aware that this type of enemy, this type of Jewish Bolshevik spirit, it does not back down. It simply doubles down, triples down. It has all the money that you can imagine to buy whatever it wants. And that includes the judges, the safety of those judges and whomever else might be engaged in working to bring this to a close or to perpetuate it. So just be aware that we are up against a formidable enemy. It is not a joke. They have proven to us that they want everybody dead. The fact that they want everybody to go get an experimental product just to appease their psychopathic whims is unconscionable. It's actually absurd that they actually think they can pull this off. But right now, as people tell me, Dennis, they're winning. They're really winning. And uh, it's time to really take stock of just where we're at. But that opens really the channel of a new development now on this global warfare against this global terrorist, biomedical terrorist operation. It's the Fetch, everybody, inside the LA primetime, back after this. All right, everybody, I forgot to cue the music today, so we're going to go right into it, I guess. Uh, this is, uh, again, the Fetch, inside the iLive primetime, uh, Thursday for August, not August, for October. The 21st, 2021, so a lot of 21s there, I guess, huh? Yesterday was 20, 20, 20, 21, now 21, 20, 21. A little confusing to me, it's a lot of numbers. But anyways, good afternoon. I hope you're having a great day uh, over there. We're having a pretty good day here. You know, I went out to dinner tonight, had a nice dinner. And uh funny thing is, is I went in and normally the restaurants here in Riyadh are working at what we call reduced capacity. So you have all these booths, you know, for sitting. And normally it's staggered, you know, they would have one booth open. So one booth would be used and one, one empty. Then a booth would be used and one empty. So we walk in and I see that like they're all like busy, like staggered, right? So I like just, okay. Darn, we don't get a boot today. So we're going to walk away, and it's like, oh, wait, the restaurants are operating at full capacity. So we're actually able to go in. We were able to get a booth. We're actually able to serve ourselves salad. Can you believe that? So that was actually kind of kind of cool. And uh, what can I say? It was all good stuff. Um, they are opening again. We This is all, again, we have to take the victories where they are. The country is opening. Technically, it's only open to those who have, again, uh, full participation in the current idea of what is this biomedical experiment on behalf of Pfizer, on behalf of the Jewish, really the Jewish people. They're the ones who are benefiting the most. And of course, all the medical people that are behind it in all the various countries are benefiting uh, big time on this also. But nonetheless, that's where we're at today. At least now we're seeing things starting to open up a little bit, and we'll see if people want to go back to the really the the heavy-handed biomedical terrorism we experienced a year and a half ago, and we'll just see how this all plays out. But for now, uh, it is what it is. Let's see. It's uh, it, listener-sponsored and supported radio. It is that for sure. It does rely upon your donations to help keep everything up, alive, and running. And of course, without that, we're not going to be able to do too much. And so, uh, we do appreciate what you do. You know, actually, we had to, we probably have to upgrade some hardware here. Uh, we've been having a lot of problems with our system here. It took me like a half an hour, in fact, to debug hardware. It's getting old, guys. Ten years old now, some of this hardware. So 
I may have to start to replace some things, some things. Maybe it's just a cable I gotta replace. That'll be a lot cheaper. I'll do the cable first. But we had a lot of t- trouble getting sound checks done today. You know, we've had some trouble over the last few weeks with technical issues. And so we wanted to make sure we didn't have that today. Anyways, doing our best, everybody. And that takes money, takes time, takes a lot of effort. So keep the studio in mind. Go over to freedomslips.com or revolution.radio. And make a donation on behalf of Inside the Eye Live. And that would be all very appreciated. Of course, if you want to join us in the chat room. Boy, Han, you're busy today. I see Han in the chat room. Join us in the chat room, InsideTheEyeLive.com. And then you can click your way over to the live chat button. And join us there for a little bit of, uh, I guess, what do you call that? Uh, interactivity with the show? Something like that. So Han's kind of active today. I got an Anon in there. We usually do. And, uh, uh, Blauo should know we don't make you register or anything like that. You're welcome. Uh, for the most part, uh, we do watch the trolling, of course, because we're all adults here. Sometimes we just don't need it. It's just silly. Go play in another sandbox type of thing. But otherwise, you're pretty much welcome. And then the telephone lines, if you'd like to call into the show today, uh, 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Wanted to play a clip to you from uh, Jordan, um, Jim Jordan, who's, of course, uh, in the Congress of the United States, representative from Ohio, I believe, Republican out of Ohio. And it really evolves around really what's going on. If you understand Jewish culture, Jewish ideology, it tolerates no dissent. Uh, funny, you know, if you go online, for instance, and you say that the Jewish people are largely behind the stifling of Americans' right to freedom of speech, they will call that a conspiracy theory and hate speech. Yet at the same time, the ADL is known and the SPLC are known to be collaborating with Facebook, with Twitter, with Google, with Alphabet, with pretty much everybody to do what? To silence everybody on the net. So it's like, you know, come on, guys, you can't be that stupid. But yeah, they are that stupid and they're that vicious. They they control the planet, and they don't want you to become aware of this. So when you look at the ongoing uh, what do you say, the ongoing administration in America, what you understand, the more you look at it, is we are staring at a, really a Jewish takeover of the United States. Uh, it, all the way through this entire administration, it's nothing but a bunch of Jewish people controlling our American instruments of state. And it's not even a secret anymore. It's like, this is so obvious. It's like, what is wrong with the American people for not seeing it? If you just want to follow the Trump train, and there's nothing wrong with the Trump train, it's a it's a deserving political movement by far. In fact, it is the strongest political movement in America. And as Americans, we should respect that. That doesn't mean we should not have a table or a seat at the table to discuss our concerns. And that's where we're at today. But uh, let me take, first let me get a uh, call in here. I think we're going to go out to, I think, uh, St. Louis. And hang on just for one second. Art in St. Louis. Hi, Art. Welcome to Inside the Allied Primetime. Hello. Welcome to Inside the Allied Primetime. Art. 
Hello, hello. Mr. Art. Okay, I guess I'm not going to hang, hang that up forever. Um, so Jim Jordan was talking to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, of course, is the head of the Department of uh, Justice. And essentially you have the American PTA Association, you know, National National Teachers Parents Association or something like that. One of these boards that controls all the various school boards around the country. And they're calling for the FBI to go after parents in America for quote-unquote hate speech, threats, intimidation, violence, whatever. And all this is is essentially a political ploy by Jewish Bolshevik tyrants to silence the will of the American people. Now, people aren't going to grasp it yet at that level, but that's exactly what this is. This is a Jewish Bolshevik tyrannical government that we are confronted with. You can get that it's Democrats, but it's not. Everywhere you look, you are going to find a Jewish person being the key here. I heard something with Jerry Nadler, in fact. Jerry Nadler silenced, I think somebody tried to play something in the Congress about a video, I think Jim Jordan also, uh, about parents who are protesting various school boards. And Jerry Nadler, who was chairing this particular committee, shut it down. And the headlines all read, Democrat, dirty tricks, Jerry Nadler shuts down. What I'm like, it's not Democrats. Wake the hell up. It's Jews. All right? It's not Democrats. This is a Jewish Bolshevik takeover. Understand what you're up against. It's not that Nadler's Democratic. It's because Nadler is Jewish. That's what's happening here. And people really just need to go the next level to just opening their eyes and saying, hey, look, it is this. It really, really is this. And then we will see how it all can play out. Let's try one more time going out to the 314 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Allied Primetime. Uh, you were never talking, so I just cut you, man. Yeah. No, no. <clears throat> no. You know, I don't want them to to know that to that they're going to die. You know, I can't tell them that and ruin their life. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. I, I go ahead and I I just tell them. I said, you know, you got a two to five year. I tell them you got two to five years, and let's see how this plays out. Because quite frankly, you need to get educated. You need to stop pandering to this type of psychopathic thing. Look into what you can do to detox yourself, but. Uh, you're playing a game that you don't understand. I just tell it like it is, and they get a little bit depressed. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm worried about, uh, you know, uh, about telling them. And uh, it, it, I just feel bad telling them that. And, and that's what I'm torn. That's where I'm torn on what to do. Well, anyways, that's what I do. I just so you figure. think I just tell them. Yeah, I'd say, look, well, you you, yeah, yeah, I said, you know, you need to do your research because you have, ex you basically lined yourself into a medical experiment. 
And if you aren't aware of what that yeah. experiment entails, then you may ask someone else to get involved in a terrible mistake. You may be cutting off your spirit even from the cosmos because you don't know what this DNA kill shot is doing to you. Just get educated. Uh, become part of the resistance because uh-huh. they fooled you as much as they tried to fool everybody else. And don't think that you're perfectly safe uh-huh. just because you took it. Uh, you're, we still need them to be part of the resistance at the end of the day. They're the real victims here, not us. You know what I mean? They're the yeah. real victims. Okay, well, thanks for the advice. I appreciate the advice, man. Yeah, just man. try, man. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's easy, dude, but I don't, I don't shy from nothing. You know that. All right, Art, thanks so much, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, True, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. 323-275-1314. That's 323-275-1314. We did see the other caller coming in. Uh, However, we were not able to uh, uh, connect that call for some reason. I'm going to go back to the chat room only because I want to just see how the audio is doing. Guys, how was the audio as far as that? Did you uh, – was it clear? That's all. I know it was kind of silent there for a second, but anyways, I got that fixed quick enough. Uh, hopefully, you were not getting a major echo there and everything is now okay. At least we hope so. Again, so the telephone lines three two three two seven five. 1314, that's 1323275, 1314. I want to head out to this Jim Jordan take because essentially, again, it kind of falls in the theme of what we're hearing out of the Philippines where there are really freedom fighters now all over the world. The, you know, fighting up against what is really this medical tyranny, biomedical tyranny, this Talmudic terrorism that we see ongoing really across the planet. I think they're going to stand up to this accelerated march to communism that we now see. America's going to fight the good fight. They're going to finish the course. They're going to keep the faith because Americans value freedom. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chairman, we have a video we'd like to play. Mr. Chairman. We have a video we'd like to play. Mr. Chairman. Dean. I object. What purpose does Ms. Dean seek recognition? I object. I'm reserving my right to object to the video. Why, why would May you I inquire that? as to whether the gentleman has followed the Judiciary Committee's AV protocol by, by providing 48 hours notice to the committee's clerk that he was going to use a video? We provided notice. Well, well first of all, there's no 48-hour rule that's not in the committee rules. Second, we did let the committee staff, the majority, know that we had a video, responding and we gave the video to, the, to him this morning. Responding to the general lady's request, he did not. He did not supply the 48 hours rule. See, now that's some of the drama going on inside of the U.S. Congress today. Now, you're looking here at a planned, coordinated shutdown of American voices. Jerry Nadler, being this Jewish chair, working with, again, another political activist, is shutting down discourse. Understand your enemy is primarily this Jewish, communist, Bolshevik system. That is where it's at, and that's where it's going to be. And just whether you like it or not, that's what it is. I think this is the other clip here. Hopefully this will play for us. Jim Jordan speaking to Merrick Garland. His opening statement. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The chairman just said the Trump DOJ was political and went after their opponents. Are you kidding me? Three weeks ago, the National School Board Association writes President Biden asking him to involve the FBI in local school board matters. Five days later, 
the Attorney General of the United States does just that. Does exactly what a political organization asked to be done. Five days. We've sent, Republicans on this committee have sent the Attorney General 13 letters in the last six months. Takes weeks and months to get a response. Eight of the letters, we've got nothing. They just gave us the finger, said we're not going to get back to you. And all our letters were actually sent to the Attorney General. Here's a letter sent to someone else asking for a specific thing to be done, and in five days, the Attorney General does it. Here's what the October 4th memo said. Quote, I'm directing the FBI to convene meetings with local leaders. These meetings will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. Dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. A snitch line on parents started five days after a left-wing political organization asked for it. That's not political. I don't know what is. Where's the dedicated lines of communication with local leaders regarding our southern border? Something that frankly is a federal matter. Where's the dedicated lines of communication on violent crime in our cities? Violent crime that has went up in every major urban area where Democrats have defunded the police. Nope, can't do that. Can't do that. The Biden Justice Department is going to go after parents who object to some racist hate America curriculum. Nope, can't focus on the southern border where 1.7 million illegal encounters have happened this year alone. A record, a record number. MS-13 can just waltz right across the border, but the Department of Justice, they're going to open up a snitch line on parents. Think about this. The same FBI that Mr. Garland is directing to open dedicated lines of communication for reporting on parents just a few years ago spied on four American citizens associated with President Trump's campaign. Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, who put a bunch of garbage together, gave it to the FBI. They used that as the basis to open up an investigation. And he goes on and on, and he finally says that essentially what Merrick Garland has done is the last straw. And here's again where we want to come back and bring this to focus. Stop playing as if the FBI is important. The FBI should be defunded. If they are that incompetent, if they're that political, if they are that focused on terrorizing the American people, they should be completely gutted and defunded. You don't need this style of enemy within the borders of the United States. It is and has always been nothing but a cover-up for Jewish crimes against the American people. Think 9-11. Think Waco, Texas. Think Pretty much, excuse me, pretty much everything that has been ongoing out there. Clearly, clearly, the FBI does not need to be treated as if it is some serious organization. It is exactly as being described, a political organization. And you're going to find this type of behavior throughout the various intelligence networks around the world. Uh, let's call it the state intelligence networks around the world. They are essentially criminal gangs. They are organized mafias. They are working under the aegis of state, but the reality of it is is that they have literally become uh, organized criminal networks themselves, basically involved in crime and then in cover-up. So we will see again where this heads, but that's how people should be talking about this. Say, hey, look, Jordan, why are you, why is the FBI, why are you not just saying it's time to defund the FBI? You can talk about defund the police all the time. How about the FBI? 
And that's where I would be taking this, quite frankly. And what's really funny is there was a story coming out of Pennsylvania, I believe. And one of the parents was there talking to the school boards. And basically, the parent called the guy an idiot. And what did we see happen? The violence was done by the school board member against a citizen of the United States. So this communist infiltrator, this enemy, this traitor to the American people, handling, and he's at, I guess not handling, but sitting on a school board somewhere, gets called an idiot, and he decides to go ahead and attack a citizen of the United States. Now, where is the FBI when it wants to talk about violence? How about the violence being done by government officials against the people of the United States? Like what is being done in the hospitals. What's being done by the various medical boards across this country. That's where really an intelligent intelligence network should be focusing on the fraud of the medical industry itself. And that's what we have ongoing in the United States. None of this global crime syndicate would work if we had intelligent intelligence agencies. The problem is, is that the vast majority of intelligence agencies around this planet are working on and for and on the behalf of this biomedical terrorist state, which is now not even a national issue. It's a global issue. This is a globalist takeover. You don't have a situation, frankly, where every single country shuts their border. Every single country does the exact same thing. They put the... The quarantine's in, the five kilometers, you can't go past five kilos from your house, then you can only get essential food. In the Philippines, they made it to where only one person could leave the household. Literally only one person was given a pass to go do the shopping for the family, and the rest of the families had to sit in their homes. You want to talk about biomedical terrorism by a people? This government, like in the Philippines, nearly one person was allowed to go out of their house. That's it. Just one person. Imagine, imagine the psychopathic criminal nature of, of the Philippine government to pull something like that off. But we saw that all over the world. They all institute their COVID track and trace. They all want to put in their health passes. They all want to basically get this into a digital format so that you cannot participate in the world today unless you have become a slave to Pfizer. None of this happens if you have quality intelligence services that are able to take down this global criminal network. That's the reality of it. And mind you, no country can survive the loss of so many people. You can say, oh, they're going to just put in robots. No, I, I hear you, but it ain't ready yet. Because you know what we see happening in the United States right now? Lots and lots of walkouts. Everybody's saying F you to the government. F you to this idea of forcing these inoculations into people. There was a story coming out of Chicago. And, of course, so you've had like 3,000 Chicago police officers have stood down. And you had a wife come on the radio, and she said, hey, look, I think it may have been Alex Jones. She said, look, uh, my husband has, there's six people, six police officers they know that took it. One of them is now in diapers. Two of them are basically completely incapacitated. You know, they just can't work anymore. One died. 
They knew six people. How in the heck can you have something that's safe and effective and then in a small little small group, six people are basically damaged for life? And then people want to say, oh, you know, you're just conspiracy theorists. No, we're conspiracy observers. We are noticing the conspiracy by Jewish pharmaceutical companies, Jewish media, Jewish medical boards to go literally out there and start killing people. That's called conspiracy observations, not a theory. It's observing the conspiracy that is being done by Jewish people against the American people. And then, of course, they have taken this war across and rolled it out across the planet. And they've done it with absolute vicious efficiency. Have you noticed? But they can't survive a total breakdown of their society people-wise. You will not be able to run your countries. You will be overrun. You will find yourself falling apart from the inside. The more people you vaccinate, the less effective your countries are going to be. But remember, there will be many, many, many survivors here. Those who have been vaccinated, those who have basically been forced into this medical bioterrorism, this Talmudic terrorism brought to their by the Talmudic television, they are not necessarily your enemies here. I know a lot of them are nutcases. I know a lot of them just are clueless people, but they are not necessarily your enemy. It's the fetch, everybody. Inside the Allied Primetime, back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Again, it's Thursday, October 21, I guess, again, 2021. You know, it's going to be, I guess, for you guys, uh, Daylight Saving Time is going to end, I don't know what, another week, maybe two weeks, something like that. And I'm not really a big fan of that because what happens is I have to shift my time here from 2 in the morning to 4 in the morning. Right now it goes from 1 to 3, and that's going to be a lot easier than going from 1 to 2. So when that daylight saving times hit, it's going to be 2 in the morning when I start the show, which is exactly right now. I'd be starting, and I'm like, I got two more hours to go on basically the end of my week. So Anyways, I just have to like sleep again and uh, take care of myself, I guess. But uh, we'll be here. Don't worry. We'll be here. Uh, we've gotten better over the years of timing everything. Let's go out to the phones to the 210 area code. Hi, Bruce in Texas. How are you today? Just fine, Fetch. You're sounding pretty good today. Well, thank you, man. I'm feeling okay. Took a nice nap before the show. Yeah, I take naps too. You know, you got to grab sleep when you can get it to recharge and all that. And uh, before I start off into my little story, did you see uh, Rachel Levine is now a four-star admiral? You know, I did see that. <laughs> you know, it just shows you just how insane America's <laughs> fallen. You know, I think Putin today at the Valdai, uh, in the Valdai, you know, the big conference they have. Saying, look, you know, American, you know, their this idea of what they're doing is just utter insanity. This idea of pushing that, you know, men are not men anymore and girls can be boys and boys can be girls. It's this crazy mixed up world. Uh, it's just utter insanity and, and he is so correct. You know, the West and which is, as we know, a Jewish philosophy has literally gone off the cliff. Yeah, wasn't it back in the 70s, even the 80s, uh, such tendencies were classified under the mental health guidelines as uh, aberrant or kind of like, uh, you know, a form of insanity? 
I believe so. Uh, and it still is. <laughs> they just don't recognize it anymore. No, I think they changed it, really. Well, you know, when you have I a bunch... I don't know who's punching dials there. Somebody else holding? No. No? Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard a dial tone or like a like a keypad. Anyways, continue, man. That wasn't you, Fed? No, it wasn't me. Continue on. It wasn't me. I don't know anything about it. I didn't oh, hear. okay. Yeah, well, uh, to get to, you know, when I was taking a nap earlier today, uh, you know, I had the, the story about Colin Powell passing away mm-hmm. and this Rachel Levine thing, and then I went to sleep. And sometimes, you know, things you hear earlier in the day can interfere with your with your sleep, with your dreams or what have you. At least that happens to me. Mm-hmm. And so I had a dream that I was back in the Marine Corps in a recon unit, and we were... Uh, Moving through a small town in the United States, uh, rooting out insurgents. There's actually a civil war going on, and a couple of Marines were shot by a sniper in a, in a three-story, like a mansion, out of a window. And so we hunkered down until nightfall, and uh, there, there's an echo, so I'm just going to talk until you tell me to stop. <laughs> and so uh, the sun was going down, and... We kind of like snuck around the back, and inside of a drainage tunnel, I saw a flashlight turn on, and I could see the sniper in that drainage tunnel. And it was a female, like a butch, like a L.A. DeGeneres in a black tank top. Hmm. This is sort of like towards the end of Full Metal Jacket, you know, where you had that female sniper shooting the Marines. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to my unit, and I said, look, I went to my uh, platoon leader, he was a black lieutenant, and I said, hey, I found a sniper. It's this lesbian down there with a rifle in the drainage tunnel. I need a law so I can blow her away. And he says, oh, really? Well, we can't give you that weapon to do that. You can have to go in there with a pistol. I'm like, what? Let me just blow her away. He said, you have your orders, Marine, you know. And then I woke up, and that was just kind of like this disturbing to me. I don't know how it comes across on the radio, but that's, that's essentially was it, and I woke up. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know, actually, though, people do think the world, this country, anyway. unfortunately, is headed to a civil war. Are you still war. there? Yeah. Yes. Man, I can't hear you, Fetch. Yeah, I'm still here, man. I'm yeah. just trying to get rid of your echo. We got a real bad connection. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and drop the call. Well, thanks for taking All righty. Thanks so much, Bruce. All right. 323 275 1314. That's 1314. I'm not sure why we get that echo, by the way. I just don't know. So, I just don't know. Uh, let's see. You know, years and years ago, back when I was a teenager, I worked for a company called In-N-Out Burgers. And In-N-Out Burgers is considered, even to this day, to be one of the top ten burgers in the United States. I remember flying back from the Philippines, Manila, and I got a trip... Uh, Actually, first class. It was kind of cool. My sponsors got me upgraded to first class. So I flew back. And as we were approaching about, you know, two hours, that's when they usually start to serve the last meal of the trip. And uh, the Filipina stewardess, uh, I asked for some ketchup, and she reaches into her apron, pulls out some In-N-Out burger ketchup packages. I said, oh, you know about In-N-Out? She says, yeah, yes. We Every time we come to Los Angeles on this trip, we make a trip to In-N-Out burgers. And I know there's one very near the airport on, I think, Century Boulevard over there. 
But nonetheless, it's a very famous place. I know a lot of you Americans, you know In-N-Out Burger, especially those of you who are in the West. I know they've expanded into Texas, et cetera. But I'll tell you, when I was there, we had 34 stores, okay, just 34 stores. I was personal friends with pretty much the entire uh, upper elite. I know the president even would come to my store on a Sunday. I was opening. I was cleaning. I was actually this the cleaner. You know, I'd come in and clean, got extra money for that. And uh, he would come in, and he would just, we'd chit-chat. Uh, the GMs would come in, we'd chit-chat. And I was a really good runner back in high school. And I remember they sponsored the, uh, I think, inter-community hospital 5,000 run, something like that. And they wanted me to win it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They said, Dennis, we're sponsoring this. We want you to try to go out there and win it in your division. And I remember I got tripped on a race once. And so I'm running. I got tripped at the beginning. I ended up taking third. I would have won the darn thing for my division had I not gotten tripped. But I got tripped at the very beginning, and I just couldn't make up the space. 5K is only 3.1 miles, something like that. So I ended up taking third. And they were like disappointed I didn't win and, you know, but it was a fun time back then, you know, you were that close to the people. And they had a store on Arrow Highway. And Arrow Highway is like a main highway up above, not above, but up near the foothills that run along the San Gabriel and out into the San Bernardino Mountains in the Los Angeles area, east of LA. And this was number two, store number two. It was on Arrow Highway. I worked for store number four. We only had 34. And what happened was the city of Covina wanted to use that land, so they forced In-N-Out Burgers to move their store on Arrow Highway around the corner. I forget now the name of the street that they had to move it to, but they had to move it. And I remember getting my paycheck every week because it was we were paid weekly back then, and you would have some message that was anti-government, anti-government tyranny, literally all the time. And, and they've always been known for that. Like right now, if you look at their hats, they'll have a lot of Christian things like Proverbs this or John 3.16 or something. They will have some Bible Christian message on their paraphernalia, whether it's their hats or something. But I remember... It was a great time. You know, we worked and we had a great time. It was not so corporate. And I went back to to uh, Las Vegas two years ago to go to the SHOT Show for the, the, you know, the basically the hunting and camping show, the big show in Las Vegas. And I made a point to go to In-N-Out Burgers. And I ended up striking up a conversation with the guy. And, you know, I was an old – I would be considered an old-timer. I worked there in 1976-77. So – there was a guy there, young guy, <clears throat> actually knew my manager who had just retired. And his sons now are managers with the store. So it's a very family story. You know, they could relate to my stories going all the way back to the 1970s. So it's a very tight, good, family-run type of business. And that's part of its success. Well, knowing their history, they now ran into troubles up in the San Francisco area this past week. And what it was, was again, these, they won't say Jewish, but this Jewish totalitarian biomedical terrorist state, this Talmudic terrorist state, is encroaching upon the lives of everybody everywhere. And of course, they don't have enough people to police their criminal empire. So they want to enlist through stunts, you, your family, 
to essentially become the snitches, to become the enforcers of their rules, of their mandates, of their tyrannical objectives. And that's, and that's always the case. They always need the public to be enlisted into their fraudulent criminal games. Well, what San Francisco did was they shut down one of In-N-Out Burger stores this week. And the reason why is because uh, apparently In-N-Out Burger doesn't want to play. And I know the management there. I mean, I just saw them two years ago. It hasn't changed much from what I could see. Same strong corporate culture that is pro-freedom, pro-America. They pay themselves their people very well compared to everybody else. They take care of their people. They put their employees first. And then the employees are always there to put the customers first also. So the Internet was literally slamming San Francisco's vaccine mandate. Of course, this became national news in the United States. The company said that the San Francisco Department of Public Health, again, the health officials, guys, I've told everybody time and time again, I'm not going to back down. Every single health board needs to be targeted. They need to have, just as you're going after the school boards, we need the same concentrated effort against the health departments. Because all of these mandates are initially coming down from some higher authority, filtering down, filtering down, and then getting into your public health departments. These need to be smashed. The people involved probably should be arrested and spend many, many, many years in jail. And those who have been engaged in policies that have resulted in deaths, they should be held to capital account. They need to be rooted out ruthlessly, guys. This is no joke. You're in a war. I can't stress to you enough. You're in a war. These health departments should not be given a single breath or pass in this war against the American people. The company said that the San Francisco Department of Public Health closed one of its stores last week because it found that employees were not preventing the entry of customers who were not carrying proper vaccination documentation. Can you imagine? That is what they do here in Saudi Arabia, okay? You do not want this to come to you. You do not want this system. If everywhere you go here, show me your digital passport. Show me your digital passport. Show me your digital passport. It is the most insulting, obnoxious, stupid thing that we got to deal with. Every being, Everybody being treated like some diseased whatever because of the incompetence of a medical institution that should have... Should have put the safety of the people first. Not this control your movement everywhere you go. Show us your papers so we can get you vaccinated. Which is really what this is all about. Show us your papers so we can make sure that you're vaccinated. Show us your papers so we can make sure you're vaccinated. All right? That's where this all leads to. So it is absolutely crucial that you push back against this. I'm telling you from experience, okay? Do what you want. But you fight back against this because in America we can't. Here you can't. It's their system. They can't. They simply can't. But in America you can. Here it says, uh, according to the story here, the store properly and clearly posted signage to communicate local vaccination requirements. In and out's chief legal counsel said, uh, Arnie Wensinger 
said in a statement. Then it says, quoting here, after closing our restaurant, local regulators informed us that our restaurant associates must actively intervene by demanding proof of vaccination and photo identification from every customer, then act as enforcement personnel by barring entry for any customers without the proper documentation. Now, can you believe how absolutely insane this is and how Jewish this is? Seriously, do you not get what's going on, how Jewish this is? Where you got to show a bunch of people your papers to get into a store? Since when do perfectly healthy people have to show their papers? This is absolutely stupid. Because basically it's only, it's telling you that only those who are part of a medical experiment on behalf of Pfizer, a Jewish company, is allowed entry anywhere in the world. Since when did Pfizer start running this frickin' country of ours? Think about it clearly. This is a totalitarian Talmudic takeover by Jewish companies Mainly Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and J&J. Imagine, they want stores in America to sit there and ask you for your passes to come into their stores. And if you're perfectly healthy, you're not allowed in anymore. Only those who are part of a medical experiment were allowed to be serving now. Again, Take it, the war, to the public health departments. And you be ruthless about it. The school board's great. Keep Parents keep up the pressure. And I know not necessarily you're all listening to me, but parents need to keep up that pressure. But our battle needs to go to the health departments and then on up the chain. Because ultimately, the CDC... Those people need to be arrested and held for capital crimes against the American people. Those within the vaccine recommendation boards within the FDA need equally to be arrested and held for capital crimes against the American people. Because they have committed mass murder through their mandates. Equally, through their policies that they instituted, their protocols, where they would come into a hospital and force you into basically a ventilator. They're not dying from COVID. They're dying from being murdered. If they are denied proper treatment like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, they are dying due to malpractice by the medical professionals. They, too, should be held to account for capital crimes against the American people. This type of mentality needs to be taken across the board everywhere. Let's go out to the phones, 360. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live, primetime. Brian, go ahead. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Hey, you hear me all right? Yeah, go ahead. So we're going to try and stick with the COVID subject. Okay. The name Dr. Reimer Fulmrich in of German. He's got a German accent. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, he's involved. He was the guy that took down Audi and a few other big companies. So yes. So he's got a female doctor. They do 
you know, like podcast webinars from his office. They interview people. The female doctor in this interview that I'm going to put in the chat room is, I believe, of Jewish ancestry, she mentions. And this interview is with somebody who is named Dr. Shimon Yanowitz. He is an Israeli Jewish doctor who's an, a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer. And he has determined that the electromagnetics are affecting this uh, COVID thing. He, he's, you know, just smelling a rat for most of his 30 last years. And he looks into this stuff, so now he's kind of a whistleblower. He and Fulmrich are discussing in this webinar that, you know, over here in Israel, I can't go to the Holocaust Museum because I don't have a vaccine asked. To me, this is like being denied going to church on Sunday. I need to get to this Holocaust Museum here in Jerusalem, and, and I can't. So this is really interesting to me in that, you know, he's saying that my parents barely escaped Europe in World War II, and, you know, because of the Holocaust, and now we have a new Holocaust, it's going on now in Israel, and it's got to do with the COVID. So just trying to keep you and your listeners aware that this is a big deal, but in this interview, if you were to listen to it, it's extremely interesting because they're saying we need to change the system. We need a new form of global governance. So what is going on here? In, and, of course, the Children's Health Defense is mentioned, and I told you before that Mary Holland works there. She told the U.N. in 2016 that we, we need to start to balance the rights of the individual against the rights of the collective. What's going on here is that we are moving towards a communitarian solution. This Israeli Jewish doctor and Fulmrich and his sidekick blonde lady with the hair clip, they're going to implement communitarianism. So I didn't, I didn't want to have it be that you and your listeners were, were not seeing this one coming, so that's why I'm calling. I'm getting a little echo. How is my audio on your part? Your part's fine. I'm fine here. Okay, good. Can I throw one other name past you? How about Derek Gonzalez? I believe he is living in Nebraska, and he is giving legal advice to Anybody that pays him $17 a month to become acquainted with how to present yourself in a courtroom without an attorney, you've heard common law, natural law, all this nonsense for years, but this guy, for 17 bucks, you can learn how to talk legalese, and he will even consult you. He's not a lawyer. He's not giving you legal advice, but for very little fees, he's saving people like Breiser from getting their house foreclosed on, possibly, through what 
you know, there is some remedy. You just need to know how to use the language. When you get something in the mail, you open it up, and when you reply, you write it out in print on paper, no computers, and every word has to be perfect. And you hold these public officials and lawyers and attorneys and judges to account. I couldn't be living in your house, buddy, if you're not going to address my grievance here. It, it is also something we're going to put in the chat. I know we tend to take up your whole show, Dennis, but I want, when you see mine coming up, to not be on. Yeah, and you're you're breaking. Yeah, Brian, Brian, you're breaking up really bad. So we're gonna drop the call and move along. Let's go out to the two. Okay, thank you. Let's go out to the two three one area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Ally Prime Time. Bitch. Hi. Good afternoon. Yeah, I couldn't Hi. hear your. Uh, I couldn't hear the call from previously. That's why I called in. Uh I'm not sure why. So, I don't know if we're coming through either. I, I don't. Um, uh, this is Ken from from Grand Rapids. Hi, Ken, new caller. Hey, welcome. How are you? Great show, Patch. I always like how you're on point with calling out the Jews. Well, I don't know how we can even. Not the yeah, I don't know how we can't do they it nowadays. Are the... I know. Well, they kind of deflect with the shape shifting aliens and. Well, you know that's not gonna that's not gonna solve an issue. I hear about people doing that, Ken, and it's like that's not gonna solve anything because you can't wait. You can't. Nobody can identify with that. But you know, we can see Nadler, we can see Walensky, we can see Merrick Garland. You know what I mean? We can see Mayorkas. We can see that. And if they're shape shifting behind, okay, we'll deal with that later. Let's get to, but let's get to the ones we can see first. And you de- you deserve the again the Joseph Goebbels Award for your continuing of doing great work and calling that out. Uh, I remember Joseph Goebbels said, "If you don't call out the Jew every day, you're not doing your job." All right. So, you know, thanks for the call. They did say it's not going out, so I'm going to go ahead and drop it. We're going into a break. Thanks so much for the call. Call back again. We'll get you on the air next time. You'll be recorded, though. You were recorded. Thanks so much. All right. It's a fetch, everybody. Back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm just having one cluster F of a day producing this show, aren't I? Anyways, it's just because I'm trying to get rid of echoes. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, guys. I heard the uh, thing was going out, but anyways, we got that fixed quick enough. And, uh, anyways, anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. I only got a half hour of this to go, so I shouldn't have too many more mistakes because, hey, I only got a half hour to go. Telephone lines 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. And I get a kick out of it today, you know, the amounts, uh, starting today here in Saudi that the booster shots are going to be available. And, um, you have to have the booster six months after your last shot. And it's like, okay. Okay, like I tell everybody here, so basically the shots don't work, right? This doesn't give you immunity, right? You're just basically going to be shot up forever, right? And they're like, uh, they look at me crazy. like, But I'm like, well, if it worked, why do you need a booster, guy? If it really works, why do you need a booster? I said, this was always planned this way. They lied to you. Everybody, Everybody's lying to you. 
They just want you guys hooked on this drug. This is basically just a big Pfizer drug sale. So booster shots are now going to be available. Airports here are now operating at full capacity, but only for those who are quote-unquote vaccinated. So it's going to be very interesting to see how we can maneuver through this situation now. I'm sure we'll find a way. We usually do, but it is what it is. So let's go out to the telephone lines to the anonymous line. Hi. Welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Hello, Fitch. Uh, you've been pretty much silent for the last 15, 18 minutes. Well, okay. Well, listen to the, uh, listen to the, uh, what do you call it? To the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The archives. It's, Arch- it's all recorded. Yeah, okay. Well, we, a lot of us are listening on the phone lines and it, it uh, your last, uh, far back you were but uh, they just it went silent so i really? want to give you a heads up about that everything else okay. sounds good though all right well silence is golden man just <laughs> except for radio right. anyway yeah my suggestion is just take all these edomites and simply remove the uh, have their tongues surgically removed i don't take care of the whole problem you know what uh yeah the serpent serpent tongue stuff has gotten out of hand you know, I'm just getting so frustrated, you know, because it's so obviously a big fraudulent biomedical war against the planet. It's not even hidden. It's just so obvious. And people are just like going along like, oh, we need to be, what do you, you guys grow the hell up? You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I'm so frustrated now. It's just that people have become so complacent, so ignorant, so stupid, really. That they're unable, but people do see it. You know, we are seeing a lot of pushback all over the planet, but the governments aren't listening. So, okay, if they're not going to listen, then it has to go to another level. In other words, they're not going to back down, then you can't back down. You keep ratcheting up the pressure. They ratcheted up the pressure to get to really where we are today. So, okay, now it has has to be ratcheted up to get rid of it. There's no reason why we should sit there and have to become an experiment for Pfizer just to be able to live on this planet. Since when did Pfizer become God for the planet? It's just dumb. You know, it's just dumb. When you just really start to really break it down and get away, this is the dumbest idea. Edomite gatekeepers is a problem. They've got to be removed one way or the other. It doesn't matter how it's done. They've got to be removed. They're, they're, They're nothing but evil. And it's okay to hate evil. There's nothing wrong with that. No, actually, there's not anything wrong with that. And by the way, this Saturday, Saturday morning, six o'clock, apparently, there's supposed to be a very massive amount of uh, illegals coming across to the, uh, from the Mexico into the Texas, uh, Texas. So uh, you might want to uh, do a heads up on that. You've probably been hearing about that or hearing the news. Well, I, I don't get obviously that it's uh, have to be in my timeline to grab it. But yeah, well, look, you know, the border is an absolute mess, uh, to say the about least. Ninety thousand Panama. Panama right now, and they're supposed to be meet, meeting with another 60,000. So they're expecting about 150,000, uh, uh, give or take a few, uh, to cross the border. That's, at one time. you know, who, you know, and you look at these numbers and you gotta say, just my goodness, who's funding that? You know, somebody's gotta be funding that. It's not like this just happens. That's a huge amount of money, We're resources, not- food, uh, water. Everything, you know, you need to, 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 to operate that. I mean, if you figure even it costs you $3 to $5 a day to feed these people, you know what I mean? Because you got to feed them. So if it's $3 a day times 150000 that's half a million dollars a day. That's not a joke. We, we've got two American representatives. Uh, that's Dementia Joe and Hooker Harris who are writing vouchers for everybody. That's how it's working. Hmm. Well... 
Yeah, I know. They're, 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 who knows what's going on with those two now? We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole uh, regime, the whole uh, administration needs needs to have every one of their faces put on wanted posters that are alive. Uh, mm. This is nonsense. We're putting front of five. That's the only way to handle it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we'll see how it plays out, you know. Uh, again, let the people continue to at least rise up, get aware, and struggle against it. But it's not going to back down. This is a long-term plan, 20, 30 years in the making probably. And uh, uh, let's see how fast now it can be turned back and if indeed it can be turned back. So, all right. Thanks so much for the call there. <laughs> I don't even know. All right, dude. Thanks so much. It's the fetch, everybody inside the iLive prime time. Uh, I don't know if you saw again, but everybody, if you're into America, you know you you know about Howard Stern. Again, what a sleaze bag he was. He was even back in the day when I was young, listening to the radio. Uh, he was still big back then, you know, and he was such a disgusting example of classic Jewish filth. Seriously, what a piece of garbage this guy is really um from the just all the just perversions and the sexual nuances on air he's a disgusting piece of jewish filth there's no other way to describe this guy what a complete scumbag garbage typical jewish filth is howard stern well apparently you've got people in the nba who rightfully do not want to be taking a kill shot from Pfizer in order to continue with their career. Obviously, the kill shot from Pfizer is very dangerous. People get that it's very dangerous, and they don't want it. So we have a guy, Kyrie Irving, apparently is one of these guys that doesn't want to take this shot. He's already sacrificing millions and millions of dollars for not taking the shot. And here is this utter Jewish, typical Jewish garbage, Howard Stern, goes on the air and he calls Kyrie, Kyrie Irving an idiot and a douchebag. Oh, again, Mr. Jews, all you Jews out there, why do you have to go into this type of, of mentality? Why is it that it's always homosexual remarks, something to do about some sexual perversion? What is it about the Jewish garbage mind that makes you do this all the time? Because quite frankly, it's not white man's speech. Anytime you deal with Jews online, they're so easy to spot. They're immediately going into their homosexual illusions, all this sexual perversions in their comments. It's like, why is it that you Jews are just nothing but frickin' filth? Why do you do that? Seriously, why? I, I'm just curious. Why do you resort to being utter garbage and filth? Why? It's like we see it online all the time. But you just persist in it. And why would you go after, why is some garbage Jew going after an NBA player for just exercising his freedom of speech or his, or his, or his personal choice? Why? Why is it so important for you Jews out there to, to get in people's faces and demand that we bow down to a bunch of criminal Jewish garbage companies like Pfizer? See, it's Jewish, guys. You know, actually, when I stand back now, and I've been, uh, you know, watching it from afar now, 
It is such an obvious Jewish operation. I don't even know why people can't see it. It's it's 100% Jewish. Listen, the whole pandemic was to roll out the vaccines. The whole thing, this was all done to get everybody inoculated with this kill shot from Pfizer. And it's killing people in the millions. It's harming people in the many more millions. And yet people can't see that it's Jewish. You got BlackRock out there buying up all the homes in America because of all the people that have lost their ability to make money and pay their rent and pay their bills. And BlackRock owns like something like 290 million shares of Pfizer. Gee, there's no conflict of interest here, right? Oh, no, no collaboration, no conspiracy here. BlackRock is given billions upon tens of billions of dollars to go buy up U.S. real estate. Pfizer's making tens upon tens upon tens of billions of dollars. There's been more Jewish billionaires minted out of this than any other ethnic group. And yet we're supposed to believe it's all just the CCP. You have the NIH coming out this week, essentially saying that no, uh, Pfizer, not Pfizer, uh, Fauci did indeed engage and the NIH did indeed engage in gain of function research. Well, gain of function research is nothing but biological warfare. They're creating a bioweapon. Gain of function is basically in, engaging in bioweapons development. Anytime you're creating something that will affect the people even more, it's bioweapon. It's a bioweapon. This whole vaccine thing that's not even a vaccine, it's an mRNA type of injection, it's DNA altered, it's a bioweapon. It's a weapon because it's harming people. It's not a shot, it doesn't work. If it worked, you're not going to need booster shots. Any idiot should be able to figure that one out. You don't need a, you don't need a PhD to know that, hey, it's not working, bring out the boosters. You don't need a PhD to know the first ones didn't work. Because otherwise you don't need the boosters, guys. Come on. This is about a third grade level intelligence here. This isn't even complicated. You don't need a PhD for that. It doesn't work. That's why you're bringing out the freaking boosters. Because it doesn't work. My goodness, how hard this is. Any two-year-old can get that almost. But certainly a second or third grader. Hey, what doesn't work? Let's go do it again. Yeah, that's the sign of intelligence. That's insanity. Doing the same thing, getting the same results over and over again. Yeah, let's do another booster and then another booster. Yeah, that's intelligent. What, you need a PhD to come up with this strategy? Yet that's what they're talking about all over. They want to give COVID vaccines now to five-year-olds. Equal opportunity kill shot, right? Why in the hell would you want to give this to a child? It's bad enough you're killing the adults, but you want to give it to children also? Again, this is a war. It's an assault on the people. And it's coming to you straight from your local boards to begin with. These people are bought and paid for their traitors. They are traitors, not just to their countries, but to humanity itself. I swear, the researchers inside of Pfizer, they should be rounded up. Ultimately, you want to take this to a higher level the researchers behind this, the entire development teams in Pfizer, AstraZeneca, etc., should be rounded up. 
You know, they talk a lot in the Q scene about Durham. Durham's in the background. Durham's in the background. The Trumps and the Patriots. It doesn't stop. Something's in the background, though. I'll give it that. Because we know Biden's not in charge. Biden's sitting there in a fake White House. Why is Biden in a fake White House? Okay? Nobody's seen a lot of people for a long time. There's something going on. But we must persist. Look. At the grassroots, 100% take out the school boards. 100%. Take them over. Destroy them. There's no reason why these communist punks should be sitting there trying to tell you that because you're white and your families are white, you're not any good. I heard Susan Rice the other day on The View. The View is one of the most leftist, radical, lumnut type of uh, show I've ever seen. I can't even watch five minutes of it. Seriously. It's painful. These people are just out of their mind. These are lunatic women just cackling like a bunch of morons. But you had Susan Rice there, who I'm not, or no, Condoleezza Rice, I believe. I'm not a big fan of Condoleezza Rice, but she's a black woman. And she's saying, hey, look, I don't need to make white children feel guilty to make myself feel empowered. I don't need that. And she's actually taking some strong, basic, good conservative uh, statements here. <clears throat> Now, actually, I don't need to go after Jews to make myself feel important, too. Do you realize that, too? That's actually not important. But I would like Jews to get out of our lives, stop imposing themselves. I'm not the one making the laws. I'm not the one out there crying about hate speech all the time. I'm not the one silencing people all the time. So, obviously, Jews, in order to be important, need to go and affect our lives. And yet, people don't want to see it. I don't get it. Pope Francis, is that the guy's name? Francis? I'm not a big big follower in the Pope. But he was up there, I think, uh, imploring, imploring Facebook and others to go, please silence all the hate speech. Oh, silence the hate speech. I implore on you. God, please, stop it all. <sighs> what? Again, who uses the term hate speech? I'll tell you. Jewish groups. That's a Jewish, Jew, the, the term hate speech is simply Jewish political rhetoric. That's who initiated, that's who uses it. So anyways, it, it's so frustrating. You know, but I see progress. Again, we do see progress. It is not like this can turn around overnight. The, the information coming out now that the NIH, National Institute of, well let me go back to this thing with uh, Durham real quick. In this Seussman trial, this guy delivered, get this, 81,000, 81,000, uh, documents in the, uh, discovery phase of the trial against Seussman. 81,000. That's unbelievable when you think about it. 81,000. That's like a, I call that a whiteout. It's going to be really hard to sift through 81,000 documents, pages. So I guess, He's been doing something. You don't get 81,000 documents uh, all that easily. That's a lot. Uh, let's see. You've got, again, we talked about this earlier, but the NIH Director Collins and NIAED Director Fauci both claimed that the NIH had not funded the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Now the information has literally come out that they lied straight up. Dr. Fauci, the Director of NIAID, 
was under oath when speaking with Senator Paul. He denied that the NIH funded the gain-of-function research. Again, gain-of-function research is bioweapon development. It's the same thing. Again, the idea that some government hack, some idiot like a Fauci, some psychopath like a Fauci, is going to justify creating a bioweapon so we can study the bioweapon so we can defend ourselves from the bioweapon. It's just plain crackhead logic. Again, how Fauci is even walking nowadays is beyond me. So according to the document here, NIH corrects untruthful assertions by NIH Director Collins and NIAID Director Fauci that NIH had not funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. NIH states that Echo Health Alliance violated terms and conditions of NIH grant. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, the issue now is, is that why isn't Dazik being arrested for bioweapons development? Why isn't Fauci being arrested for bioweapons development? And the same with Director Collins. These guys were literally developing bioweapons that they turned on the American people so they can go make hundreds of millions of, certainly hundreds of millions of dollars in selling their vaccines. You want to talk about corruption here. This is one of the most criminal operations right in plain view. And it doesn't happen without the complacency and complicity of the local health boards, of the media, of the medical establishment, of various governments across the world. I mean, guys, they had their ducks in a row here. Clearly, they had their ducks in a row, and they did whatever they had to do to put this in play, and they pulled the trigger. But truthfully, the end game was the, was the, uh, the vaccine. The mRNA product. That's what the end game was. And if people can't see that now, my goodness, it's always about the money, everybody. It's always about the money. Pfizer and Moderna, Moderna hasn't delivered a single successful product to market yet. And this isn't successful. It's still an experiment. It's damaging people in the hundreds of thousands minimum. It's killed many tens of thousands probably. So it's not a successful product, yet they're making tens of billions of dollars. We're funding their research as taxpayers, and they're turning around and making 400, 500% profit on it. Sometimes 40,000% profit. Yet they didn't have any development costs because the American taxpayer paid for it all. That's what's happening here. This is just a bunch of Jews grifting, man. It's so obvious. And yet they want to kill everybody for what? Let's uh, run out to the telephone lines. Uh, Woody, hi, Woody. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. And uh, again, they're saying now we're not live at all. Let's see. I don't know. We look pretty live. Everything is going out fine. So maybe we'll just go ahead and close out the show here. we got about three more minutes to go. Um, so they're saying we're not live, man. That's maybe why everyone's calling. So guys, we'll just uh, continue on. The point here is really very quick then, is that we have to push back against what is happening in a very, very big way. It is very clear uh, what is happening, quite frankly. Out there, it's very clear that these people are not going to stop. The medical establishments are not going to stop. Nothing is going to happen here until the people push back. We are seeing that. Again, there is 
there is strength in numbers. So when you see General Electric employees walking out, 750 yesterday, you have Chicago police, 3,000 officers not coming in. You have all these hospitals not being able to open beds because they don't have staff anymore. You have Southwest Airlines backing down off of the mandates. I think United Airlines uh, backing down, or maybe it was American. But you see all this pushback. Ultimately, what's going to have to happen here is that the people have to stand and push back because what is on the other side of this is a dystopian totalitarian nightmare that, frankly, you don't want to be involved in. You do not want to go down this road where they're starving you out because, as you can see, they are cutting right now the supply lines. You know, America is a very big country, hundreds of millions of people to feed. It's going to be very difficult to keep everything up and running. So, again, there's going to be a responsibility on your part to uh, prepare, uh, make sure you have food stocks on hand, make sure you have alternate sources of power if necessary, lighting if necessary. You just can't trust what's coming down the pipeline. These people are, frankly, uh, historically mass murderers. They are the same Jewish people that took out the Russians in the 1940, the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, and into the 50s. The same people that took out the the Ukrainians in the 1930s and the Holodomor. They're the same people that murdered 10, 12, 15, really about 11 to 12 million Germans after World War II. They're the same people who are imprisoning the people of Gaza into the largest open-air prison, two and a half million people there. So these people are not people that you actually want to be involved with whatsoever because, frankly, they come at you with the intent to kill you. And that's an unfortunate reality. It's about time you understand that. Again, we know where they're coming from. It it, it emanates from this Talmudic, Judaic system. It is essentially a thought, it's really a thought war too. It's a mind war. And they're using their assets, which again would be the media, etc. So be aware, be clear what the strategies are for you, your family, but indeed, make sure that you start to get involved at the local level to take back your part of the world. It's the fetch everybody inside the iLive primetime. Thanks for listening. See you Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody.